Yo, 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 yo. What is up, guys? How is everybody doing? Now, I know what you're probably all thinking. Where the fuck is this bugger gone again? He's gone on a runner again. He's not being consistent with his podcast. Why isn't he here? Well, I'll be honest with you, it's down to my fault. I just... I just haven't really bothered with, with the podcast. I... Even though I talk about, like, you know, motivation and the mindset and stuff, I just wasn't... I'm motivated with podcasts and stuff this time. I was just... More focused on other stuff, or I was just... Do my own sort of thing. So I wasn't really on with the podcast stuff. But I'm back now. And... Uh, it's fair to say I've got a lot of stories to tell you, but this one specifically, as you can tell from the title, is about my holiday and the injury I had on holiday. So, what happened? So, I was in Bulgaria. Basically what's happened, so, in Bulgaria, it's the fifth day, skiing really well. I'm able to go down red runs, blue runs. Not black run, but I was going on red runs quite easily. I was doing really, really well. And as I was going down uh, this piste, I found my friend through the through his little path. Thought everything was gonna be fine, dandy. And then we got to this little mogul part. And as I got to the mogul, I went over. My knee went into the mogul. My di- my knee then dislocated, bounced off the other way, went to the right. And it tore, it literally tore against my right ligaments on my right knee. And not trying to make it sound absolutely disgusting, even though it was absolutely disgusting. When I saw my, I literally saw my knee dislocate to the right, I saw a position. So I got my hands, I tapped the kneecap, and, and it just went back into position. It was so fucking vile. It was, it was so bad. Um, I just remember being in pain for a couple of seconds, and then it was alright. I'm kind of relieved that the pain wasn't overly bad. I then got on a ski mobile, which is pretty sick because I never thought I'd be in a ski mobile. Like, I knew we were skiing, but I never thought I'd be in a ski mobile. If you. You, you, don't, you don't go to, like, Bulgaria expecting me in a ski mobile, so it was pretty dope. Uh, my friends are pretty jealous that I got on a ski mobile, so I guess that's kind of cool. So, yeah, I managed to do that. And then went to a medical center in Bulgaria. And getting my form and stuff, getting everything ready. And I was, and as I was in the medical center, just thinking, man, I just wanna get out of here really, really fast. Got there, uh, got my leg, like, moved and massaged a bit. And they said, 170 left. I said, 170 left for what? They said, 170 left for, uh, for, uh, um, a ligament issue. Oh, you mean like a, like a caster brace? And I was like, and they were like, yes, 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 please. And I was like, Fucking hell, I just had me left for a brace. Came up to about 80-something quid in British pounds. But I had to do it because I literally just couldn't walk. At the time, I was actually like, every step felt like someone was kicking into my knee or something. It was painful. So I had to use it, and after I had it, I could actually walk decently fine. It was actually alright. At the time, I was, I was obviously quite annoyed. Because I knew that I wouldn't be jogging and running for quite some bit. So that was kind of annoying. <laughs> and... Yeah, I had to pay for that to my mum. It literally, it was crazy. So we we asked for we had in order to get a brace, we had to like phone this health insurance thing to say to ask for this like for that, to ask for specific details. And when we got it, it took us two hours. It took us two hours just to get some goddamn details 
for this brace that we desperately needed. And you think that, you know, these 24-hour emergency health insurance lines for two hours is just crazy. That's not good service at all. But ignoring the negative, I'm just glad that I was able to get a brace and that I was actually comfortable. And <laughs> all right, um, then spent the last two days just indoors, couldn't really do anything. And then went back home. Things are all good. Glad to be back home safe. Cause I'm sure you all know the coronavirus is around, and literally, I don't think there's anyone who's barely going outside. Everyone's living in their houses. Whole world's on lockdown. I love the song, by the way. This song's fucking sick. I always put music on this. I, I brought the music back, but I knew that the music just didn't. The music, not in the last one, just didn't make sense. Just didn't fit. So I had that music for this one. So yeah. Um. After that, essentially, after the holiday, I came back and I took it very slow. I was still doing the normal thing. Still practicing public speaking. Still practicing singing. Still being as productive as possible. I was just a bit slower. How do we say? Because I couldn't really move that fast. I was leaving going to the gym, which is pretty cool. Everyone looked at me like, oh my god, that guy's fucking insane. Going to the gym when he's got a broken leg. It's quite crazy. But I still want to do it anyway. Obviously, uh, I can't go to the gym now because of the coronavirus. It's, it's so crazy how the pandemic has just gone out of nowhere. Um, one, like... I know I'll do a podcast for coronavirus on a different day, just to like add some more content for you guys, but yeah, the the coronavirus has made everyone, it's quite, it scared everyone quite a bit, and it's quite manic because the potential of it, it can be quite dangerous and lethal because it's so contagious, but the, the death rates are, they are quite bad, but they're not huge, they're not like scary, scary level. If it was like a hundred seven thousand people in three months, then I'd be I'd be terrified because that's pretty fast, and they can kill a lot of people very fast. But anyway, yeah, with my leg, um, I've got an amazing story to tell. It's just how it's it's insane, right? So uh, when I was in the medical center, I asked how long would it take me to recover. They said wear the brace on for a month, don't take it off. After that, you'll be able to walk reasonably fine. You might stumble, you might get the odd throbbing pain now and then, but you'll be able to walk fine. Um, within about 10 something days. Within so Yeah, so within about 10 days, um, I was able to take the brace off. Uh, the thing that they said I had to wear for a whole month, and we was able to walk fine. Then, like, a couple of days after that, I was walking and it was going alright. I was still kind of stumbling, still kind of walking slow, but... I was walking reasonably well. The fact I can now I can walk fine, but I get to that point in bed. And then today, um, I went to an uh, event, another greatest event. I'll talk about that at a different time as well. And I came as I was coming back. I thought, hmm, okay, I go to the gym. Before I went to the gym, I thought, right, screw it. I can walk reasonably fine. Let's see if I can jog. I don't care how fast or slow it is. If I can jog. I'll feel happy because I know I'm having really fast progress. So I got my phone down and um, said, you know what, I don't care if I fail a bunch of times, I'm going to prove that I can jog. And as I got my phone out, I started running a bit for the first time. I was able to jog, I was able to move, I was jogging pretty fast. I posted on my Facebook, you can see it, Joseph Bryan. But it was just me jogging. And the reason why I did that was because the doctors told me in the medical center and in A&E when I came back home, that I wouldn't be able to jog or run between four to six months. 
and I jogged within two weeks. So not even three, two or one month, but in half a month, I managed to jog already. That's fucking insane. That's insane. That, that's just fast, right? And I, I'm not saying this to sound arrogant, sound cool, sound impressive, seem cocky, seem like I'm amazing because I'm not. I'm trying to show this to you because when they told me that I couldn't do certain things like run or jog for a certain amount of time or I couldn't be as active as I used to be or whatever, I didn't want to get one that to get to my mind because I know that I'm I'm different. I can be who I want to be. I'm productive, I'm fast working, I'm hard pacing and I believe in myself. And that mindset proved me to push that no matter what happens in my way, no matter what setbacks or injuries that I face, you ain't gonna stop me. You can't stop me because when I get into that zone, something different comes to me. It's that burning desire that I have that the, the fear actually influences my burning desire because I know that my desire is so important that whatever sort of problems happen to me, I'm not going to let it affect me. And most importantly, I'm not going to let it to influence me to give up because that's not what I stand for. Right. So in that moment, I was thinking, if I listen to these people, then I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to rest. I'm going to say, oh, you know, what? I'll wear the brace and just wear it for a while and see how things goes. No. I knew that I need to get my leg used to mobility, used to moving more again. Because Charles Darwin once said the most that the most that that the animal which will survive the longest is the one which is the best at adapting. And so I was trying to get used and adapting to moving more, to get my body used to moving, bending, pacing myself more again. So when I was like taking off my brace, I was not doing that to try and seem hard or anything. I was using that to get my legs used to things. And I knew that if I took the right nutrition, I took the right exercising and movements, I could recover. And I'm literally sitting here, bending my leg, while I was told that I would struggle to bend my leg and move. I can bend it fine. I can bend it practically almost all the way. I could probably do a stretch of it. And it just proves, guys, if you... If you one believe you can get over it, you can. If you have the right nutrition, you can. If you get it used to adapting to get it to regular movements again, it can. So if you're someone suffering with an injury, or even a problem which someone says you can't do, or need to take a certain precaution towards something, if you believe, and most importantly, if you have some a burning desire, which the fear within it influences you to see how valuable it is, to the point where you won't care what sort of problems you'll have, then you'll realize that the power of not giving up is highly influenced through your passionate emotion for this dream that you have. And that's why I want to get out of this story. It's not about, it's nothing to do with me. It's nothing to do with the injury that I have. It's nothing to do with the adversity that I've faced. It's how I approached it. It's the belief that I had. It's the mindset that I'm not going to let this stop me from doing things that I love. Because my passion, my dream is too powerful. And no matter what anyone says, what anyone thinks is cringy or think that I'm weird or trying to be a, a dick, I, I don't care what you think. This is something that people need to hear because so many people go through problems, whether it's around injuries, whether it's around problems, or whether it's around, you know, even with this coronavirus, where we're told to oh, relax, be really fearful of this, uh, stay at home, limit what you do. No, like, be you. Do what you want to do. Don't be scared. Still do the stuff that you love to do. Right? Like, if people tell you you can't do something, prove them wrong. 
Because I'm telling you, when you have as burning desire that you have, no matter what anyone says, no matter what anyone thinks of you, or how far you're going to be successful, and people criticize you, or no matter how many rejection failures you get, you won't give a shit. Because your desire is what stands up more than anything. That's what I realized through through my setbacks. And in a way, they see a more positive light. I'm glad that they happened. Because I think if they wouldn't have happened, it wouldn't make me feel more hungry and driven than I am now. And the more I talk about it as well, the more I realize that I overcame them, not because I'm just this magic fucking machine. It's because my desire is too fucking important to me. It's because my dream... Because this desire that you have is too valuable. You realize it. You realize that the fear, yes, is there and it's going to hurt you sometimes. But like, the desire, man, it just it pushes you to another level. So I know I was pushing on buying someone a bit, but I just wanted to prove that, you know, life is too valuable. Life is too valuable, so live it to the best life and go for your fucking dreams. So I tell you what, I realized a couple of things that a lot of problems or circumstances which just happened which proved to me that life is so fucking valuable so just go after your dreams honestly go after them please as you know we always finish this with an amazing quote to make you feel hella good and um, this is probably um one of my favorite quotes you might know it, it goes like this i am the greatest i started saying it even before i knew i was all right that was a poor accent but that was muhammad ali the greatest to ever do it. The greatest boxer to ever leave. Okay. Hope this gave you a daily dose of inspiration. Making you feel good. Remember, go out there, smash your dreams, and never give up.